Good morning. Today is Tuesday, the 3rd of November, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 61 and 62, Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, 43, 1 through 22, Revelation 14, 14 through 15, 8, and Luke, the Gospel of Luke, 13, 1 through 9. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world. You have, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouths proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, Let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God is the rock of our salvation. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you, when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you are my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me abide in your tent forever, find refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows, and you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the ruler. May their years endure to all generations. May they be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over them. 
So I will always sing praises to God's name as I pay my vows day after day. Psalm 62 For God alone my soul waits in silence. From God comes my salvation. God is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Their only plan is to bring down a person of prominence. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from God. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in God at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortions and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and steadfast love and, and steadfast love belongs to you, O God, for you repay to all according to their work. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or Jesus, or the wisdom of Jesus, son of Zerk. Chapter 43, verses 1 through 22. The pride, of the, higher the pride of the higher realms is the clear vault of the sky, as glorious to behold as the sight of the heavens. The sun, when it appears, proclaims as it rises. What a marvelous instrument it is, the work of the Most High. At noon it parches the land, and who can withstand its burning heat? A man tending a furnace works in burning heat but three times as hot as the sun scorching the mountains. It breathes out fiery vapors, and its bright rays blind the eyes. Great is God who made it. At God's orders, it hurries on its course. It is the moon that marks the changing seasons, governing the times, their everlasting sign. From the moon comes the sign for festal days, a light that wanes when it completes its course. The new moon, as its name suggests, renews itself. How marvelous it is in this change, a beacon to the hosts on high, shining in the vault of the heavens. The glory of the stars is the beauty of heaven, a glittering array in the heights of God. On the orders of the Holy One they stand in their appointed places. They never relax in their watches. Look at the rainbow and praise the one who made it. It is exceedingly beautiful in its brightness. It encircles the sky with its glorious arc. The hands of the Most High have stretched it out. By God's command, God sends the driving snow and speeds the lightnings of God's judgment. Therefore, the storehouses are opened and the clouds fly out like birds. 
In God's majesty, God gives the clouds their strength, and the hailstones are broken into pieces. The voice of God's thunder rebukes the earth. When God appears, the mountains shake. At God's will, the south wind blows. So do the storm from the north and the whirlwind. God scatters the snow like birds flying down, and its descent is like locusts alighting. The eye is dazzled by the beauty of its whiteness, and the mind is amazed as it falls. God pours frost over the earth like salt, and icicles form like pointed thorns. The cold north wind blows, and ice freezes on the water. It settles on every pool of water, and the water puts it on like a breastplate. God consumes the mountains and burns up the wilderness, and withers the tender grass like fire. A mist quickly heals all things. The falling dew gives refreshment from the heat. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle B, A Song of Pilgrimage Before I ventured forth, even while I was very young, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. In the four courts of the temple I asked for her, and I will seek her to the end. From first blossom to early fruit, she has been the delight of my heart. My foot has kept firmly to the true path. Diligently from my youth have I pursued her. I inclined my ear a little and received her. I found for myself such wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives wisdom will I give glory, for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning I gained courage from her, therefore I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being I have been stirred to seek her, therefore have I gained a good possession. As my reward the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it will I offer praise to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Revelation. Then I looked, and there was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like the incarnate, with a golden crown on their head and a sharp sickle in their hand. Another angel came out of the temple, calling with a loud voice to the one who sat on the cloud, Use your sickle and reap, for the hour to reap has come, because the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. So the one who sat on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and this one too had a sharp sickle. Then another angel came out from the altar, the angel who has authority over fire, and this one called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle, Use your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for its grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and gathered the vintage of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city, and blood flowed from the winepress as high as a horse's bridle for a distance of about two hundred miles. Then I saw another portent in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is ended. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name 
standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and amazing are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, sovereign of the nations. God, who will not fear and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your judgments have been revealed. After this I looked, and the temple of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, robed in pure bright linen with golden sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke then, filled with smoke from the glory of God and from God's power. And no one could enter the temple, temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were ended. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle N, A Song of God's Love Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was revealed among us, that God sent their only incarnate into the world, so that we might live through Jesus Christ. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent their incarnate that sins might be forgiven. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. For if we love one another, God abides in us, and God's love will be perfected in us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. At that very time there were some present who had told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I have a few somewhat discombobulated thoughts today on our readings, my friends. Um, I don't think I have anything major that I want to say about our reading from the Apocrypha, only 
that it's beautiful imagery here. I love, um, particularly today, the image of the clouds being in storehouses and flying out like birds. I just, I think that's really beautiful and original. In our reading from Revelation, I think it's fascinating, again, really, um, I wouldn't even say interesting imagery because it's, it's like dream symbology, right? But I do think it's fascinating how God chooses to show us things, you know, the images I see from God are different than the images you see. I, I had a strange dream last night, not necessarily a bad one, but, you know, woke up thinking, well, that was odd, you know, and I think that this happens to us. that it's our own individual unique language kind of that God speaks. But in Revelation, this was a dream to be shared. It was a prophetic dream. So I think that's a little different than our individual dreams. But I still think it's important to note that God shows us in ways that we can see. And so even when it's confusing, it's, there is a message there for us. And it might not be one that we can even understand in this moment. We might not have had the experience or the encounter that will unlock those keys for us yet. I think that's all I want to say about that. And then I want to talk about the gospel reading a little bit this morning. This first part here, I think this is really important because Christ is not saying that these people who were killed and who died were, um, that their deaths were punishment for their sins. And I think that we need to be mindful of that because we still, even in our modern era, tend to view misfortune as like a, a contagion and have a lot of shame around it and a lot of blame around it. And I think it's, it's out of not quite a self-preservation, but a fear. We want to be safe. So we're trying to find some reason that the people to whom this misfortune befell were we're different than us, that they somehow deserved it. Cause then that'll make us safe. But if things happen to people that don't deserve them, if bad things happen to good people, then, oh my goodness. But we miss the whole point that all of this, everything that happens here in this life is when we are, as we've been talking about lately, deeply in communion with God, um, in the rhythm of our souls and really experiencing and being transformed by our experiences in life, then that's only the, the actual events of the world are, are only the surface of it. They're only the top. And this deep stuff is happening down at the root level with God. And so rather than shying away from it, rather than running from it, we need to bravely embrace it with God's help and with God at our sides as the companion of our hearts and our souls.
And then it becomes so much deeper and it becomes transformative work. And God has the opportunity and the opening to use it for our good. And, and I know, friends, that this might sound redundant. That these are things that I'm, I'm saying and saying and saying. But I feel like it's, it's important to repeat them until they become not just the words of our mouths, but the words of our hearts and become our actions. I hope that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with me today, my friends. Um, just kind of a worn out day. It was a really long Monday. I pray that God will rejuvenate us and, and that we see the messages that we're being sent and that we live at that deeper root level in the rhythm of our souls and our hearts, our eternal hearts, that is. I guess there's a lot of, you know, cultural stuff around following, following your heart. And really what our culture is saying, I think, is follow your first instinctual inclination, you know, take your first reaction (laughs) and I don't think, I don't think that's it. I think we've got to go way down deep, like we were just talking about, way down to the root level. And to get there, first we have to grow the roots in to the rich and nourishing soil of God. We need to be, we need to spend time there. I know patience and perseverance are not pleasant things, but through them, when we nourish ourselves and give ourselves the time, like in the parable, the gardener tending the fig tree and giving it everything we need, then we will bear good fruit. But it is it is a fruit that is born through season and through nurturing. There's not a lot about the rhythm of the soul that's, that's knee jerk. <laughs> and I think that's, that's probably really important to remember, um, especially in these long months of pandemic and just, just when there's a moment when things kind of feel normal, then something happens and I'm reminded how completely abnormal this is, how out of sync and how out of rhythm. And that's a good reminder to then go deeper to find not just the events of this current time and place but the deep timeless like we were talking about yesterday ages old was and is and will be rhythm of the heartbeat of all creation rhythm of my soul rhythm of God's being And there, I think, we find not just solace, but nourishment. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. 
We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Let's pray the prayers for healing found on page 124 of the Iona Abbey Worship Book in place of the suffrages today. Let us pray. From deep within our being we call upon you, God, for through you all can be made whole. Hear us as we raise to heaven our concerns for the people of earth. We pray for those who cry out in physical pain or who suffer silently and who long for the healing that human hands alone cannot offer. We pray for those who suffer mental anguish, who worry, feel anxiety, fear the future, who at night cry, I wish to God it were morning, and in the morning cry, I wish to God it were night. We pray for those who mourn, who grieve the loss of love or of a loved one, and for those who know within themselves or see in others a loss of ability or agility, a loss of choice or independence, or a dimming of the light. We pray for those who are near death or fear death, and for those who have made the last journey from life to greater life. And we pray for communities in which people deal with disaster or terror, hunger or poverty, not knowing how or when their misery will end. In silence, we remember those who are victimized because of their race, background or history, because of their gender or sexuality, because they are different. And for all who are abused, abandoned or degraded. And remembering others in our minds whose deepest needs may be known to God alone, we commend them to the affirming and restoring grace of God. Loving Jesus, your hands are strong to hold and heal, to wipe away tears and protect in danger. So, hear our prayers. Protect all those who care for our safety and bless all those who continue your holy work of healing in surgeries, hospitals, hospices, in counseling rooms and around kitchen tables. We ask these things for the good of your world and in your strong name. Amen. The Collect for Proper 26. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, 
that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I apologize. I, I somehow skipped our prayer to the Creator, our great and holy parent. Let's say it now. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let's use as we have been the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. God, we pray to grow our roots down deep to receive your nourishment, to live so fully in the rhythm of your creation, in the rhythm of our souls, in the holy and divine harmony that we may see and hear in a whole new dimension. Grant us the strength and protection to be safe within our own souls. the faith to know that everlasting life is ours and the courage to live from your love. Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. The Prayer of St. Chrysostom Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting, in, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. 
Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.